I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, sponsored by Vortex Optics. You can tune in each week at capegunworks.com or rapidfireradio.us and join the conversation if you follow along as we record live. Uh, you can also call into the Rapid Fire line, which is 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And remember to like us and subscribe on all of our social media platforms because the big man is trying to keep us down. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble. We're on Truth Social now and amongst other places. But if you look for us on Instagram, you're going to have a hard time finding us because we got Zuckerberg a couple months ago and it doesn't look like we're getting that page back, no matter how loud of asked. Um, it's fallen on dead ears. So anyway, um, on Instagram, we are CGW underscore backup. CGW underscore backup. And oh, we had, my. And we had thousands upon thousands of followers, which are now gone. So hopefully we will see some movement in the right direction on our Instagram page. Uh, I'm sure we'll, once we build it back up, we'll get knocked off the horse again. But we had some great content on there, which still lives on the Facebook side of the uh, metaverse, if you want to call it that. And um, hopefully you'll find some good content. But you can always follow us on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. And some of the more freedom-loving pages like Parler and Twitch and Telegram and Rumble, uh, where we don't get censored, we don't get... Uh, you know, the algorithms that keep us down, et cetera, et cetera. The interesting thing about the Instagram thing is their algorithm is such that when there's a gun in the picture, it automatically like flags it internally. And in some cases takes it down and says, oh, you're violating our terms of use agreement. And we're like, ah, no, we're not. We're not promoting person to person sales. We are a FFL with a brick and mortar retail location, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you didn't violate our our terms of use. Okay, we've reposted your post. But meanwhile, it's down for two days, et cetera. And I'm like, why can't I just become a verified user? Why can't you just make it easy on me and give me the blue check mark as a verified user? This guy, we've looked through six years of his posts now and realize he hasn't violated our terms of use agreement. And therefore, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt unless somebody flags it and alerts us that he is, in fact, you know, violating our terms of use, which we're not. So I digress. But they don't want to make it that easy on us. Uh, they want to make it hard because they don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in what we do. They don't believe in the freedom, 
hobby of uh, the right to keep and bear arms, not to mention the way of life, the two-way way of life. So um, anyway, we're back after the 4th of July. I hope everybody had a wonderful 4th of July celebration. We had a day off here at the shop, and uh, I had a good few days off up in the great state of Maine. It was wonderful to see lots of fireworks and freedom-loving Americans operating the way life should be, right? That's their motto in Maine is the way life ought to be. And I agree, man. It feels nice to go up there and breathe some fresh mountain air and swim in some deep uh, lakes that are freezing cold and jump off some high cliffs and do all kinds of fun hikes and et cetera, et cetera, with the family. Um, And, you know, it's just a a different way of life up there. Everybody's driving around on their side-by-sides and their four-wheel drives and right down the middle of the road, no helmets on any of the motorcyclers and all that stuff. They kind of leave that up to you as a, an adult to make your own mind up whether or not you're going to wear a helmet or not. And so, you know, you look at it and you go, wow, that's amazing. But really it's like, isn't that what freedom looks like? Yeah. Freedom might be a little more dangerous than government rules and mandates, right? We all can acknowledge that. Um, But at the end of the day, uh, we're all grown-ups. We all know the data. We all know what's at risk. We all make those calculations each day of the risk versus benefit. If you got in your car and drove to work today, you probably took a greater risk than most people do um, by having guns in the house or carrying a gun out in public or or um, you know, a lot of the other things you could be doing that could possibly create bodily injury. But cars are still one of the most dangerous things in America, but yet everybody gets in them and makes that calculated risk every day, figuring it won't be their time to have that uh, card punched with their number on it. So anyway, uh, 508-444-2120. Would love to hear from you guys. There's a ton of 2A news going on out there. I'm never going to be able to get to all of it. Uh, It's just nonstop action. Uh, The Bruin case has really created the mail storm storm of, uh, you know, um, other uh, laws potentially being struck down. And I believe that the Supreme Court justices led by Clarence Thomas were so smart the way that they did this because it automatically is going to take care of so many other uh, issues, if you will. Like it'll it'll automatically take care of uh, a lot of other um, laws that are pending litigation in the court system and seeking certiorari in front of the Supreme Court. So they took a lot of these cases, but then vacated the lower court's decision and sent them back and said, you need to do this again, but now you need to look at it through strict scrutiny and not intermediate scrutiny. So it's not a two-step approach. I love the wording. It's so like, uh, it's dumbed down for the layman like myself, where it's like the two-step approach is one too many steps. (laughs) And I'm like, this is brilliant because no one can parse that out and pretend like it's something else, right? You can't, say, well, what they really meant, no, they said the two-pronged approach or the two-stepped approach is one too many steps. And really, they they 
looked at it in strict scrutiny. So you have history and you have the written document to go by. So if it doesn't expressly say it in the written document, guess what? It doesn't get to be banned. And then you have the history side of it as well. If the nation has a rich history of fill in the blank of what you're trying to do, then okay, we'll let that go outside of the text of the document. But if it doesn't, if you're just pulling a fast one on the law-abiding responsible gun owners of America, eh, that's not going to fly. You're not going to be able to pluck new law as it relates to your Second Amendment out of thin air. It has to be a strict interpretation. And so they remanded a lot of these um, decisions back to the lower courts after granting cert to them, which is huge because they didn't just say, hey, guys, fix this. But they they vacated their decision and said, you got to get this right. And now you got to look at it through the way that we looked at the Bruin versus New York State Pistol and Rifle Association. So it's music to my ears. It's a symphony orchestra of common sense gun talk. That's common sense gun talk as it relates to your Second Amendment rights. And let's be real. Most people aren't anti-gun. They're just anti-gun in the hands of responsible gun owners. If you're you know, against that, then you just want guns in centralized government hands, which I don't feel has a great history or track record. So we want to thank you for listening to Rapid Fire. If you use this week's code RANGE, R-A-N-G-E, at capegunworks.com, you will get a very special discount. For you, our radio listeners and our online uh, podcast listeners, go to capegunworks.com and use the code RANGE to get your special discount today. I will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Federal ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we were just talking before the break about the uh, SCOTUS decision and the ripple effect of that throughout the country. And I know that the magazine ban, the the assault weapons ban, and the age restriction ban, as well as the the whole shall issue thing is, or may issue thing is gone already. And states are finally falling into line and saying, okay, yeah, we're going to comply. And I want to talk a lot about that um, in the 
second hour for sure as it relates to Massachusetts, but we'll try to touch on it in this hour as well. Uh, but tell us what you think. Call or text 508-444-2120. Um, and we have a call from Richard. Hi. Um, I live in Florida, but I have a residence in Massachusetts. I was in the service on a advanced specific unit. And my my question, not my question, but my point is, the Second Amendment makes reference to raising a militia arming the citizenry to raise a militia. And if you look at Jimmy Carter, you look at Obama, you look at Biden, you can see why there may be a need to stand up with arms in order to, in order in case that we are pushed into a socialistic situation by authoritarian government. So the Second Amendment is very important, not only for individual rights, but if we need to uh, defend against an oppressive American government and serve our rights, that's what the Second Amendment is all about. Thank you very much. This is Richard. Hey, Richard. Um, I agree 100% that was the original intent of the Second Amendment. The benefits of the Second Amendment outside of what the original intent was is we get to protect our family. We get to put food on the table. We get to participate in a cool hobby. We can collect. We can get into the geekiness of the history of firearms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you're 100% right that um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about the original intent of what the Second Amendment was all about. In fact, the whole Revolutionary War kicked off when the— British were coming to take the colonists' firearms. They had participated in what I think is probably one of the earliest gun buyback programs down in Boston, and they were uh, buying people's guns. And all of a sudden, they were like, wait a minute, I see what you're doing here. And they stopped selling them to the British. And then the British were finally marching on Lexington and Concord to, to go after the stores or their cache of weapons and their um, their powder and and um, bullets and you know balls, if you will, and the and the primers or or the uh, the powder, et cetera. And so they they basically um, were told no, <laughs> you know, and that's the shot heard around the world, right? Uh, so that's when they finally drew the line in the sand. So to infer that the founders had any other reason to acknowledge the God-given right of the Second Amendment is ridiculous. And I, I understand that the Bill of Rights wasn't written in 1776. I think it was written in 1780-something uh, or whatever. Um, but you can't tell me that they didn't have the— that wasn't fresh in their minds as to what started the American Revolution— so uh, we have a guy who is a frequent flyer on uh, the email. He doesn't jump on the chat. He does listen. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, that's not when it was. Uh, that's a different one. That's 1689. That's before the, uh, the Bill of Rights. That would, be, that would be probably Great Britain or something. But anyway, um, I read the entire uh, Constitution of the United States 
uh, on July 4th. I figured, hey, it's time I do this. And um, it was pretty cool um, to read it all the way through. And uh, it had been a while since I'd done it. And I felt like uh, not only did it make me proud to be an American, but what's really cool is the founders put the they basically called out the British government exactly what they did. And they said, this is for the world to see. If anyone is wondering why we're doing what we're doing, this is the reason. And they just went on to outline the grievance and the tyrannical, um, the tyranny that they put onto the colonists. And they really made it... um, they made it a public document where the rest of the world could see. And you know what that also did? That was right during the the time of all the other revolutions, the French Revolution, et cetera, et cetera. And this was people rebelling against tyranny. And, you know, it's funny is I, w- I was over in Great Britain probably 25, 26 years ago. And I stayed with this couple that we had a lot of uh, or a lot of common interests, right? This couple and I, uh, you know, we had some great talks, and and we they'd serve me tea and biscuits every day, and and uh, it was pretty funny, and it was the ritual, and I'm like, wow, you guys really do this, and they're like, oh yeah, and so we're just chit chatting and talking, and then all of a sudden, oh, and they showed me their fireplace hearth that their fireplace hearth was from 1620. And I'm like, wow, that's when our country, you know, the you know the pilgrims came to America. And the guy got kind of weird. He goes, yeah, that's that was the start of the rebellion. And I'm like, what? And the guy goes, well, that was the start of the rebellion. You guys were rebelling against the king, and, and uh, your nation was birthed out of rebellion. And I said, Okay, yeah, for all the right reasons. And he's like, well, no, I think that's, you know, your country is is, is cursed as a result. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like this guy. And we couldn't have been more polar opposite. And then the whole subject of firearms came up and he thought we were nuts because we love guns in this country. And I'm like, I can't believe this. Like we have so many other like-minded things where we agree on but the foundation of our country and i would call him a british patriot he was still mad or upset at the revolutionary war and i'm like dude get over it you know like it's not halftime we're not going to have this like this isn't going to be settled down the road this is a done deal like we won and it's over and you lost and look who uh has a better country now but anyway i didn't rub his nose in it but you know he was sad that the british aren't the world power anymore but anyway i said all that to say this that um i was shocked to find people were still like felt like america was birthed out of this uh this yeah, like insubordinates or, or like insubordination or whatever. But I said, no, it was for all the right reasons. And of course, I hadn't been brushed up on my constitutional law at the time. I think at the time I was 20 years old or something like that. But um, the bottom line is when I reread it on Monday and I saw the tyranny that 
the king of England was imposing. He was not abiding by any type of rule of law. It was arbitrary and capricious. And the founders realized what that, uh, what that centralized power could do when it was all in the hands of a tyrant. And there was no redress of government. There was no uh, fairness or equitable standing before your government whatsoever. The British soldiers would routinely uh, tax the colonists at different rates. They would, uh, they would, um, you know, just commit all kinds of uh, treasonous acts, if you will, or criminal acts, if you will, and use their power for advantage. And, and so, anyway, um, read it sometime. It, it really makes for some great reading. And along those lines, the mayor of Philadelphia, who was obviously emotionally charged up. Uh, over the weekend, because on July 4th, two police officers were shot in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I guess they weren't so brotherly on July 4th, but he was very charged up about it, obviously, uh, getting two officers shot. Fortunately, neither one of them were mortally wounded or even seriously wounded, so that's good. But um, he was. he said, if I had my druthers, I would take care of guns. And basically, he went on to say, which we're going to talk about this as we carry over because this is a big subject. But he said, um, we live in the country with the most guns per capita. And that's why we're the least one of the least safest countries in the world. And nothing could be further from the truth of what he just said. The first part of his statement is absolutely true. We are the gun capital of the world. It's not even close. I think we're twice as much, twice as many gun owners in the in United States per capita than any other country in the world. And so uh, the amazing thing about that is you'd think if this politician, uh, the mayor of Chicago, uh, Jim Kennedy, was right, then we would also be the most violent country in the world. And I hate to disappoint, but we're not. We're the most murderous country in the world, and we're not, not even close. And if you look at this, there's actually a great uh, video Bill Whittle did a number of years ago on uh, his on his show. Uh, it's Firewall, but he has it's called Number One with a Bullet. You got to look at that video it's on youtube you can find it but he expertly outlines and articulately outlines how america is by far one of the safest countries in the world even though we are number one with a gun so uh you got to check that out we'll talk about that on the other side remember to use this week's discount code range at capegunworks.com to get that special discount on your web order you guys are really taking advantage of us on this one so you want to go ahead over to the over to the website capegunworks.com and use discount code range don't share it all right it's our secret it's just for the listeners and podcasters and it's only good for a week so you want to jump on it as soon as possible we'll be right back you're listening to rapid fire Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. 
It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, key entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Make sure you join the chat line, or you can join our Rapid Fire line by calling or texting to 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. And if you're following along as we record this show live, you can go ahead and type into the chat, and we will try to get to your questions very soon, I promise. But I just want to close the thought on this Uh, Jim Kennedy uh, the fact that he laments he can't take your guns in the city of uh, Philadelphia and if you look at what he said that America is the number one country that owns guns I don't even pretend to argue with that (laughs) absolutely we are but I think it's uh, 90 guns per 100 people so that's almost enough firearms for every man, woman, and child in America. Um, So 90 firearms per uh, 100 gun owners, uh, per per 100 uh, people in the the country. So, um, but if you look at the most violent nations on earth, violent countries on earth, by his logic, we should be the top one, two, three, four, or five. He said we're one of the least safe countries on the, on the, in the world. And you look at it, and uh, getting back to Bill Whittle's uh, video there on Firewall, number one with a bullet, we don't even make the top 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 countries in the world. In fact, we don't make the top 90. We don't make the top 100 out of the 218 countries in the world that are uh, registered on this uh, list and report their violent crime rates. We are number 111 out of 218. So that we're, that means we're at the top half of the bottom of the scale or the bottom. And that includes what's so amazing about how he breaks down this. That includes 
the most violent cities in our country. So Detroit, New Orleans, St. Louis, Baltimore, Newark, Oakland, Stockton, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Memphis, Atlanta, Chicago, all highly gun controlled areas. And the permit, the, the process to get a gun is extremely restrictive in those areas. And so if you take like Detroit, for instance, which has 54.6 uh, murder per 100,000 people, murders per 100,000 people, um, th- that is the highest in the country. But if you were to take those top 10 out, now we're like second to last on the list of 218 countries. So if you took the most violent top 10 cities out of the equation because they are outliers, then we are probably one of the safest countries on earth. And the fact of the matter is you look at what is the common denominator about the most violent cities in our country. They are all highly governmentally controlled, gun controlled areas. They have extremely stringent gun laws. And I know Massachusetts, my state, loves to tout its strict gun laws as why we have a low violent crime rate when compared to these other cities, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that's true. But if you look at our region, we are the most violent state in New England. And to our north, we have Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont, which are all constitutional carry states with far lower violent crime rates than Massachusetts. So why don't you keep it in our area and regionalized in our area and recognize that the gun control setup that we have in this state and have had in this state for a long time is actually making us less safe, especially when you compare it through the lens of how the most gun-controlled areas in our country have the highest crime rates in our country. And then you look at uh, the, the violent uh, countries on earth and with the highest murder rates and most of them firearms ownership isn't even legal um, but number one is Honduras they they are the homicide capital of the world uh, believe it or not the U.S. Virgin Islands is a second uh, as of 2012 so that's some old date uh, data which brought prompted me to look up what it what it the gun control is in the U.S. Virgin Islands. So I look it up on good old Wikipedia and I, I say, is firearms ownership legal in the Virgin Islands? And it's, yeah, you can own a gun. Here's what you got to go through. Is there a permit required to purchase on long guns and handguns? Yes. A license is required to purchase any firearm or ammunition in U.S. Virgin Islands. Firearm registration? Yep. Firearms must be registered to the Virgin Island Police Department. Is there an assault weapons ban? Yes. Assault weapons and 50 BMG rifles are both prohibited. Is there magazine capacity restrictions? Yep. You guessed it. There sure is. Uh, Is a license required for concealed carry? Yep. The territory currently has a May issue policy for concealed carry permits. To obtain one, the applicant must meet a stringent set of requirements. So few people receive permits. Are you guys noticing a trend here? Is open carry allowed? Nope. NFA weapons restricted? Yep. Automatic and short-barreled shotguns are prohibited. Uh, Peaceable journey laws? Nope. 
So there's no peaceable journey laws in the whole island. So it goes on to say that the U.S. Virgin Islands have a stringent and restrictive licensing process to purchase or carry a firearm. A person must be 21 to get a non-carry weapons license, along with several other permits. Applicants must pay $75 licensing fee, submit a signed application, be fingerprinted, photographed, be of good moral character. And that process is just to purchase a firearm to store in a residence or business and not for concealed carry. There are six types of licenses. So I don't know if you're picking up on what I'm laying down here, but the point of the matter is they are extremely gun controlled. The people who would need a firearm to protect themselves have a low probability of getting one. And I I hope the Bruin decision will change this for the people of the U.S. Virgin Islands. But let's get back to the list. Uh, Jamaica... Lesotho, Honduras, Belize, Venezuela, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, South Africa, St. Kitts and Nevis, Nigeria, Bahamas, Trinidad and Tobago, Mexico, Anguilla, St. Martin, Brazil, Dominica, Colombia, Guatemala, St. Lucia, Puerto Rico. So it goes on and on and on and on and on. And United States isn't even entered into the mix yet. And you go way, way down. You got Afghanistan, Tanzania, Philippines, Bolivia, Ukraine, Mongolia. Uh, It just goes on and on and on. Finally, you get down to the bottom third of the list or, you know, the lower quarter of the list. And you get uh, United States just after Cuba, but before Kenya. Um, So (laughs) there you have it. Uh, It looks like... uh, Turkmenistan is a little safer than the United States, and uh, just by a little. But I again, if you take those 10 most violent cities of America out of the equation and call them an outlier, we, we're at the very bottom of this list. So anyway, um, it just goes to show that the criminals prefer an unarmed populace, which played itself out in Highland Park, a suburb of Chicago, which you might already know where this is headed, is a highly gun-controlled area that doesn't issue license to carry easily, that has assault weapons bans, that has magazine restrictions, that has red flag laws, that has universal background checks. They have the whole smorgasbord of the gun control uh you know, top 20, what the gun grabbers want on their top 20 list, Chicago, Illinois, or Illinois already has in place. And guess what? 74 people were shot over July 4th weekend. We all know about the mass shooting that took place by the psychopath, um, wannabe, you know, hip hop star, awoke or awake, whatever his name is. And he was given off the you know, the vibes of a, a mass shooter left and right. If you look at his lyrics and his songs, his social media feeds, his, he built a little tiny house in the backyard and was painting people with guns on the, on the thing and, you know, just giving off the vibe. But plenty of opportunity for someone to red flag and plenty of opportunity for, uh, you know, people to do the right thing and, and make some sort of security check on that on him. But it didn't happen. And, uh, the net result is uh, he fired at an 
largely unarmed populace on as Americans were celebrating their independence. And, you know, all it demonstrates is that you cannot legislate evil out of the hearts of evil people. You cannot legislate uh, good health into people who are extremely mentally ill with a propensity to, of violence towards others or themselves. There's no law that you can pass that is going to make you safe from the evil that wishes to prey on the unarmed and the opportunistic person who would who would take advantage of a parade with men, women, and children present. And some of the stories are absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, and, you know, at no point is this the fault of responsible gun owners. At the feet, I lie, the pro- I put the blame right at the feet of the people who have created an environment that is soft on crime, that refuses to deal with the problem of mental illness in their communities, that has low bail, no bail uh, for violent criminals, that makes it extremely difficult for good people to get a license. Thank God that is going away thanks to the Bruin decision. And also makes it prohibitive as far as cost and just the amount of steps that you have to go through. And I think what this decision has really done, um, it has really paved the way for all of the obstacles and roadblocks to firearms ownership and uh, legally obtaining a firearm. It has, it's going to knock them down like dominoes. I believe even licensing requirements and fees should go away. Training requirements should go away as it as it's filtered through the this Bruin decision uh, with strict scrutiny. And not to mention um, all of the, and what Massachusetts uh, is clinging to here is the suitability uh, standard that they've been employing, uh, which is really the whole thing the Bruin decision attacked was, no, you don't have discretion. If they're not a prohibited person, you issue them a license. It's very simple. And, you know, it, Massachusetts here in the um, Department of Public Safety and the Attorney General's joint statement said that so the the whole letter drips with the lament of how they can no longer restrict the license for um, any reason. But they say as long as they can pass pass a background check and they're considered suitable people, you'll have to give them a license. Well, wait a minute. You threw that suitability thing in. That's not in the Constitution. So you're going to have to look at that one again. Sorry, guys. And Gun Owners Action League sent them a scathing letter that was awesome. you got to look it up and check it out. So don't forget, you can get rapid-fire swag if you want to be the coolest dude at the gun range rocking your rapid fire radio hat or shirt go to rapidfireradio.us and click on get rapid fire gear to get the pro a pro 2a gear that you need to show your support and to show in virtue signal to everyone that you're a strong supporter of the 2a go to rapidfireradio.us and we will be right back after this and we'll get to your questions next i'm toby Lee.
you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and we're talking all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, and we're taking your questions. So, uh, Hustle was pointing out that it was a sub-2K in the uh, mass shooting in Highland Park and not an AR-15, and then somebody else said that uh, the sub-2K was in the car but not used in the shooting. So, I guess we're still wondering if... um, what the firearm was that was used in the crime. Uh, I do not know for sure, and nor do I, frankly, care. I mean, it doesn't really matter because just the question alone is like, oh, whatever it was, we got to look at, you know, and it's like, no, we don't. We don't need to look at it. We need to look at uh, your pathetic policies on restricting legal and lawful gun owners um, so that's really what we should be looking at. Um, but anyway, uh, it may or may not have been a sub 2k and Aaron's wondering, speaking of sub 2k, do we have any cheap black ones in stock? I don't think we do. I know I have the Navy blue 40 cal and we have some pre band Glock 22 and 23 mags to go along with it. So that'd be a cool combo. And I actually like the 40 cal in a carbine, a pistol caliber carbine. What color is that? Does it say? Oh, we do have a black one in stock for 575 bucks there, Aaron. So come on down. Um, Information is changing every hour. You just saw that he made a new video a few hours ago talking about another style of firearm. Okay. Um, So I'm not, I'm not sure. But anyway, Hustle says he owns a sub 2K. So he was upset because Mass AG will find a way to ban it now. Well, I don't think so. Um, she doesn't have a legal leg to stand on to ban the sub-2K. Um, she does definitely does not create law, even though she got away with it as she expanded on it in the 7-20-16 day that will live in infamy. So, um, all right, so we got Boschko from Jacksonville on WBOB, and he wants to get my opinion on thermal scopes. And uh, so... We have uh, thermal scopes on our website. You can check them out. And um, they range in price from, I'd say, on the low end, seven, eight hundred bucks for some really bad ones. And they go up to about $10,000 for really good ones and everything in between. Uh, so if you 
um, do some research on it. I've found one of the better ones that I like that's a mid-range price point, right around the $3,000 range, is the Sig Echo. Um, and the Sig Echo... Uh, the Sig Echo 3, I believe it is, and they make it in two different power ranges. And it would, you know, I've sold a bunch of those that has a quick detach. And the one thing about thermal is um, if there's no heat signature, you're not going to be able to see your target. So, um, the, you know, it really, like if you're looking at a, at a plain target, that doesn't that of something that isn't alive or giving off a heat signature it's really not going to show up if it's just room temperature it's going to be you know kind of indescript you're not going to really be able to see it uh so in my opinion i kind of like night vision better unless i am hunting if i'm hunting specifically like predator hunting at night with uh then i want thermal because especially in this state of massachusetts Ironically, you can't use uh, an infrared illuminator with night vision because it's like using artificial light. So thermal is really the way to go for hunt predator hunting in Massachusetts. Um, and I know that that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. They want you out at night hunting predators, but they don't want you to use artificial light. And all I can think of is know your target and what's beyond. How are you going to know your target and what's beyond if you can't light it up and see what the heck it is. But that's people who don't know anything making laws. Uh, And we're headed for a break. But before you go, you should head over to capegunworks.com. Use this week's special discount code RANGE. And we will be right back. Don't go away. I'm Toby Lear. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Snap safe. Featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2,300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Thank you for joining us. Go over to rapidfireradio.us for extra bonus content and some shows that you might have missed. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Uh, We're getting to your questions here. And um, HPS says that by the last Supreme Court decision, any ban is unconstitutional. So wait, hopefully all bans will go away. And I couldn't agree with you more. I do see that as the you know, path going forward. However, I, bu- I do believe it's going to take some time. I believe it's going to take a lot of time 
it could happen quickly, but I think they're going to drag their feet on this because the people who uh, are in charge don't want this to go away and they don't want it to go away quickly. So I think it's going to have to work its way through courts, et cetera, in a state-by-state situation. So um, Duncan says, you know those illegal fireworks here in Mass, the fireworks tried to burn a shed down here in town. Yeah, um, I did notice a lot of activity this year. Uh, State police were posting all kinds of, you know, fireworks busts of people coming into the state from the free state, the live free or die state of New Hampshire. And they're uh, really cracking down on, you know, people who are buying a lot of fireworks to go blow off on the beach or whatever. And I noticed there were people who were arrested on July 4th weekend here for uh, possession of fireworks, plus all the seizures of these massive caches of fireworks as people are leaving the state of New Hampshire. And I don't know if they have like confidential informants up in New Hampshire of Massachusetts plates leaving the fireworks uh, shops. And then just as soon as they cross mass lines, they pull them over or what, but that's what it seems like to me. I don't know how uh, they know to pull over such and such a vehicle. So um, it's sad that it's come to this and like, we're really worried about fireworks and, you know, again, freedom, risk and benefit, right? If you're an adult, and you are willing to accept the risk involved, government, I can't say what I really want to say, but buzz off, all right? Buzz off. Like, because what I've always said is the natural result of those laws are that we will all have to live in a padded room one day and use sporks to eat our yogurt because anything else could cause an injury. And if you're really just trying to make everybody safe, then we should all live in a padded room, use a spork, and eat our yogurt or our, you know, whatever else won't cause us to be fat. So all I'm saying is uh, at some point you got to, the, the founders of this country put a lot of trust in the people and said, hey, you're a grown man, you're a grown woman. Go ahead and make decisions for yourself, and good luck. And we're not going to get in the way of your pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the way it should be. That's the way life should be. But, yeah, different show for a different day. Um, all right. Uh, so getting back to the thermal scopes, um, we'll drop a link in the chat about what we have in the uh in the inventory for thermal scopes. I know I have a couple of the Burris ones, which I really like their weapons mount system. And you can also clip them onto a scope. And there's also like a handheld version. And I think we have all three in stock, but um, they range, I think they're sub $3,000. They're down in the two to $2,500 range. And that seems to be about what you got to spend to get something of decent quality. And if you're going to get something really good you're probably going to spend six to ten thousand bucks so it really depends on what what you're doing with it so all right tom wants to know if there's any updates to the roster um i do not believe there is uh but i will check as we're on the air um the i know firearms policy coalition has already filed a lawsuit that got dismissed and it's on appeal for challenging the firearms roster in general. But 
Doesn't the Bruin decision affect this as well? I say it does because how can you say that you're abiding by Heller and McDonald and allowing people to buy guns that are common and ordinary use and then say you can't buy an AR-15, you can't buy a Glock 19, you can't buy a Taurus, you can't buy whatever the heck it is that people want in this country. Glock is one of the most, uh, you know, widely purchased and carried and used guns in the world, never mind the country. So I would say that this state is in direct violation of Heller and McDonald and Bruin as it relates to the approved weapons roster, completely unconstitutional. And so hopefully they will have to, uh, you know, what is amazing is if you look at it under the strict scrutiny, like the Bruin decision, uh, you got history and text and it doesn't say you have the right to keep and bear arms that we deem suitable or we think are safe enough for you. And by the way, Guess what was happening in the 1700s? People were building and making their own arms. Right. Yeah, they did it without government knowledge. They did it without serialization. They did it without registration. And they were considered weapons of war at the time. And guess what? Government maintained you had that right. And look at what they're cracking down on nowadays. Cracking down on uh, the... Self-made firearms, they're cracking down on unserialized firearms, they're cracking down on firearms parts, not to mention, look at uh, UPS. Like, I was just having our company go through our all of our shipping vendors and starting to, you know, really make sure we're getting the best shipping rates as because we're starting to do more and more on our website. And I remember saying, reach out to our rep at UPS. And now with all this woke nonsense that they're doing, I don't know if you guys read, but they are threatening. They've sent letters to people who participate in gun parts through the mail. And they are saying that if they think or suspect you are shipping gun parts through the mail, they will stop the shipment, open the box, inspect it, and destroy the contents of it. It's like, what? What? Like, you just lost my business forever. Like, I will never ship an... I will not give you a nickel. Sorry. Now, it's legal to ship firearms through the through the mail, but it's not legal all of a sudden to ship a slide or a 80% lower or a trigger or a, you know, give me a break or a barrel. Like, you know, you, you're going to have to do better. That's all I got to say about that. I hope they go broke. But anyway, um, is that really the end of this show? Come on. You're gigging me. I can't believe it. That's why it's called Rapid Fire. You guys got to stick around for the second half of this show. Jump online and listen because I'm going to answer all these questions. There's some great questions rolling in. And uh, anyway, uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. And remember, the show ends here, but it goes on for another hour. So tune in at capegunworks.com, click on the Rapid Fire icon, or go to rapidfireradio.us. You can also call or text the Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120. Ask questions, check out some of our online content. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. So stay tuned. 
or we'll see you next time. Whichever it is, we don't, you don't want to miss out. So we'll see you soon. Thanks. I'm Toby Leary. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today.
Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense, sponsored by Vortex Optics. And make sure you tune in each week to have your questions answered. You can click on uh, Rapid Fire icon at capegunworks.com or rapidfire.us, sorry, rapidfireradio.us. And you can also call or text 508-444-2120. It's 508-444-2120. And like and subscribe, comment and share all of our social media content so that we don't get put down by the evil algorithms. Uh, it's at Cape Gunworks on Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, Truth, or wherever you get your social media. Except Instagram, which we are now operating under a Zoom name, CGW underscore backup, thanks to the big... Uh, Sensors at Meta. All right. Getting back to your questions, because I talked way more than I expected to and didn't get to half of my list. Um, but there you go. Um, that's the way it goes in rapid fire world. Um, Davy says, I know what assault weapons, quote unquote, I'm buying when our band fails. All of them. <laughs> You're going to be a collector of all. Things formerly known as assaulty weapons. Uh, <laughs> that's not a bad goal. Like, that would be a cool collection, right? You could start off with, uh, what would be the first quote-unquote assault weapon? I guess the Kalashnikov came out before the AR-15. But, I mean, the true definition, are we talking true definition of assault weapons or the quote-unquote definition? Because um, if it's the quote-unquote then it would have to be the AK-47 would be first, then the AR-15, because the BRN-180 wouldn't qualify, even though it fits all the descriptions. Um, Maybe the FNFSC or the uh, FNFAL. Um, It would have to be all the enumerated ones. The Uzi, the Galil, the... Uh, what would be the other one? Uh, the Mac 11 or the Tech 9. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Frank has a great question. How would the ATF's new proposed brace ban affect fixed mag lower AR pistol builds? Are they exempt because they aren't considered to be assault weapons? Or does that not matter? Um, this is way above my pay grade of a question because it is some like Mr. Wizard formula for figuring out how the assault rifle slash arm brace, you know, comes into play. It's like, how many ounces is the gun? Is it have a, does it have a rail on it? Does it have a magazine? Is it designed to, you know, hold optics in excess of so many ounces? And like I said, you got to like cut it in half and divide by three and then, uh, divide it by pi and all this stuff. And you're like, I, I gave up trying to understand. Like we have a local gun club that uh, was trying to tell me how wonderful it would be if I could be a member once upon a time. And uh, they were saying how I have to go to like six. Uh, I think the first year you got to go to eight meetings. So eight out of the 12 meetings monthly meetings you got to sign up to do like service at the rubber chicken dinner for the for the staff and you got to pay a fee and you got to get sponsored by someone and then you're on probation for a 
couple of years and the guy who sponsors you is on probation. So don't screw that up. And if you do all these things right. And finally, I just threw up my hands up. I go, stop, I don't qualify. And so that's how I felt about the a, a, the arm brace. It was like, you know, this dizzying um, standard of minutia that you had to wade through. And like, you had to be like a, MIT professor to figure out based on, you know, how many inches a rail and how much your gun weighs and how many optics you put on it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I finally just said, forget it. You know, I, I'm not going there to try to figure it out. I will eventually once this, the ruling comes out. But anyway, so let's see how it goes. Uh, Scooter says uh, he was told today by his local chief that his license will be reviewed, and if all is up to status quo, his restriction will be lifted. Also, that it will take some time for a new license to be processed. Yeah, that's a great question, because I know that was one of the uh, questions that Gun Owners Action League um, posed to the Attorney General's office and said in their you know letter, like, hey... Um, what are you going to do about all the people who have restricted licenses? Because it's, you know, you addressed a bunch of stuff and conveniently left out all the people who have restricted licenses. So uh, they wrote a really good letter. I, I don't have time to read it all, but this was on Tuesday, July 5th, to the Attorney General, Maura Healy. And uh, it's basically restoration of civil rights under Bruin. And he just, they just knock it out of the park with a point by point by point by point takedown of their guidance to the, you know, advisory, uh, advisory guidance that they released last week and uh, how they left in the language about suitability. And I will talk about that. Uh, it says here, we are aware of the joint guidance released by the Massachusetts Office of the Attorney General and Executive Office of Public Safety and Security. We are officially demanding that the so-called guidance be retracted and revised as it does not reflect the decision handed down by the court. First, it is very clear by reading the guidance that the Commonwealth believes that suitability i.e. chief's discretion is constitutional. This method in Massachusetts has been widely abused by licensing authorities to restrict or deny all manner of people based on arbitrary personal opinions. Doing away with this type of discriminatory prejudice is absolutely at the core of the court's decision. Following a clear and logical reading of Bruin, that could not be further from the truth. So then he goes down, uh, they, it continues on 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, um, and basically ends it with, it is for these and other clear reasons that we are demanding the guidance be retracted and revised to meet the clear legal reading and the actual spirit of Bruin. Sincerely, James Wallace. So, James, you knocked it out of the park. Um, he's the executive director of Gun Owners Action League. And uh, I think that... Um, this really opens the door for uh, getting the getting the uh, guidance clarified um, according to what the Supreme Court ruled. And if they don't, it certainly opens the door to lawsuit. And I would hope that if a police chief sees this and sees the guidance that Maura Healy put out 
and the Department of Public Safety put out, that they would choose to err on the side of caution and not demand that people give a reason and not use any type of suitability, just simply, if they're not a prohibited person, issue them the license. And if they don't, then I feel they sh- they open themselves up to lawsuits. And I believe that um, they're... Uh, they should be able to personally be sued. It, it should eliminate their, uh, you know, protection under the under the badge uh, if they are willingly and knowingly violating a, uh, people's civil rights, including even if, or it's even worse if it's coming from a government official telling them and directing them to do that. I would just defy that unlawful order and say, "Yep, here's your license to carry, sir. Thank you for coming." All right, Uh, if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license yet, I regret to inform you that you still have to take a class because we live in the People's Republic of Massachusetts. But the good news is we have scheduled classes regularly, including ladies only and couples classes. And go over to capegunworks.com and you can sign up today. More after this. We will be right back. offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Federal ammunition is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary, and join us every week at capegunworks.com for the Rapid Fire radio show. You can also go to rapidfireradio.us. You can also call in or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. And we are going to jump back to your questions and uh, get to some more news of the day if uh, we have time. So, uh Vineyard has a good question. Are you able to take on consignment any AR-15 style rifle that is post-ban but had mass compliance work done on it? Uh, At this time, no. Uh, We are not willing to be the test case at the moment, although um, we probably should at this point. But I don't know. That would be a business decision that my partner and I would have to make, and I can't just charge over and say, yeah, we're doing it. But... Basically, the way it works is anything that is post-94, but pre-Healy, pre-72016, can be sold on a private transfer only. Um, So, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. It's not in our inventory prior to 72016. We can't sell it. So, 
rolls all the way back to the September 13, 1994 pre-ban date. So anything made prior to that date, we can sell, and we do. Um, and Hustle's saying, that Berna self-defense gun looks interesting. Can you tell me if it's a better option than pepper spray? Do you need an LTC for it? Um, you do not need an LTC for it. It is 50 state legal. You can travel with it on airplane as long as you check it in your luggage and as long as the CO2 cartridge has not been pierced. Um, it is, they give you a little special card to put in with the gun as you in your suitcase and luggage. I don't believe you have to declare it because it's not a firearm. And it holds six rounds. So I think it has a huge edge over pepper spray because it has five or six pepper balls, if you will, that fire like a paintball type of uh, projectile. And I think it has some sort of uh, increased psychological effect on the perp that you'd shoot because they don't know if it's a real gun or not. They just know they're getting hit with something and it's having an effect on them. Uh, so it might have some psychological effect. Uh, is it a good option when a gun is not an option? Probably. Uh, yeah, I think it's better than just general pepper spray. Um, but it does take a little bit more practice uh, because you have to aim it and hit what you're aiming at. Whereas the pepper spray, you, you could see the stream and direct the stream to where you need it to go. And it's a lot smaller. The That Berna gun is a little bit bigger and frankly it's probably be too big to conceal carry uh it is a pretty bulky gun but it'd be good for home defense or maybe to stage in a office or somewhere that you may or may not be allowed to carry a gun uh, or keep in the car or something like that so i i do like it it's a i'm a fan of it i did a little video on it in a uh a, to you know, maybe even counteract or delay a mass shooting threat to the point where somebody else could swarm the shooter if they were being shot with this pepper ball gun, if you will. So I do like it. If if I have my druthers, I want a gun. But if the gun isn't an option, I do like it as a good option and a better alternative than pepper spray. Uh, G-Webs agrees that Bill Whittle vid video is a great resource. He has a great perspective on it. And he does a couple videos on gun control and guns that he really knocks them out of the park. And I like how his delivery style is. Uh, it's very, very good. And JF points out that the Highland Park shooter dressed as a woman to help disguise himself. Yeah, I did read about that. And uh, so that is a, uh, you know, it just shows the depth of the, evil intent like already he's getting to an elevated position shooting down on people who can't defend themselves while they're trying to enjoy a family day at a parade and then he drops the rifle and uh, tries to blend in to the crowd as a you know a woman or whatever and and uh, you know who I don't know the area but maybe that was the best disguise he could have come up with I don't know uh, maybe it makes sense it makes sense but anyway uh, it did delay uh, and enable him to get away for a while. They did end up uh, bringing him into custody. And unfortunately, uh, he will live to see another day. Uh, I was hoping he would get well ventilated upon the pickup of him, but that did not happen. And so, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm done being 
empathetic to people who want to kill men, women, and children and feel that, you know, at this point, uh, I don't really want to study them. I want to put them away and not make sure they never get out of jail. Not to mention, I don't want to suffer through the trial expense and the expense to the taxpayer to, uh, you know, pay for this guy to have three squares a day in medical treatment. And maybe someday he'll want to get, you know, if, if he already likes to dress in women's clothes, maybe he wants to go ahead and get the gender reassignment surgery at the taxpayer expense. This is all the nonsense that can happen as a result of uh, somebody being incarcerated for, you know, the rest of their lives. And frankly, I believe that, um, you know, if there's witnesses and, you know, the evidence points to, him being the the shooter and, you know, as it seems to. And then if he's convicted upon trial, uh, he should be given the death penalty, uh, give him his one appeal. And if his, his uh, appeal is upheld upon, you know, if, if his conviction is upheld upon appeal, they should lead him outside of the courtroom and hang him. I mean, that should be, it should be that quick. It shouldn't be drawn on for 10 years while countless you know, lawyers are sitting there trying to uh, get him off and everything else or try and get his sentence reduced to life imprisonment and make a burden to the taxpayer. I, I just think we need to free up some space in the prisons for violent felons and violent, uh, you know, career criminals that continue to break the law and inflict their uh, carnage and mayhem upon society. That's just the way I see it. So... Uh, but no one's taken my work, uh, my ideas to, to pass laws. Um, Mac man says, Hey, Toby and Roy, hope all is well. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to all my rapid fire brethren that don't miss an episode every week is an absolute pleasure. Keep up the good fight. Well, thank you, man, for the kind words. And we do thank all the brothers and sisters out there that consistently, participate in the show and comment and like and subscribe and share and that's I, I'm humbled by that that anyone wants to hear me uh, blather on for a couple hours is always a humbling uh, you know experience for me so oh my uh, and KJ is clearing up the first hour's discussion about the firearm used at the parade it seems to have been a Smith and Wesson MP 15 which is a prohibited weapon in that area because of the assault weapons ban that they have, not to mention the high-capacity magazine ban that they have, not to mention the red flag laws that are on the books, not to mention the universal background check. And I do, I talked about this with Grace Curley on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, excuse me, um, off the air. And she was like, well, how can they jump to the conclusion that the gun was legally purchase but they don't know from whom and i'm like that's a great question grace i don't know other than the fact that if you trace all guns back at some point they were legally purchased because if they were coming from an ffl uh, as they are the first time they were sold to somebody legally unless it was a strawman purchase or something like that that you know the gun shop didn't have any idea was happening uh but um, so at some point the gun was legally obtained, how this guy got it, whether it was legal or not, who knows, but even if it was, it, what, what does it prove? It proves that the system is broken. 
and that you shouldn't be restricting those who are not the problem because people like this slip through the cracks. So if guys like this slip through the cracks, then why is the guy who is a nonviolent, uh, you know, maybe criminal offender from 30 years ago, he kited a check or he, um, you know, uh, under bought booze for underage kids or something like that, or, um, you know, did something stupid and now is a prohibited person. Um, he's a nonviolent offender. Maybe he's a white collar criminal, uh, you know, or maybe a thief or something like that, that there was no active violence at hand, but it was a rough patch of his life 30 or 40 years ago. So anyway, 508-444-2120. Tell me what you think about all of that. And let me know. You can text, call, or leave a message. And uh, G-Webs is wondering if we've had people from Goal on the show. Yes, we have had John Green, uh, who is the director of training on the show. And I'm going to try to get him on in the next week or two because um, that, w- that would be some – it would be great to get his take on all of the Bruin. Um, he's a very well-spoken uh, advocate for, you know, guns in this state and – Gun Owners Action League is doing a phenomenal job in the state. Um, and even when it was tough to get anything done here, they were still there every day pushing the paper across the desk and, you know, being that that check and balance for the usual suspects who want to cram more gun control down the throat of law-abiding citizens. And that's exactly what's happening right now. We have... Uh, House Democrats who want to target gun makers with public hearings. We have um, the the governor of New Jersey is signing in new laws. We have all kinds of uh, groups in New York uh, that are prepping for legal fights over carry restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. We have um, other states hurriedly signing gun control into law, and it's it's just they're, they're trying to get it done, even though they know that it's been ruled unconstitutional. So we'll have to stay tuned and see where that all goes. Uh, the pepper spray class is back. This is a class for people who want to learn about alternatives to lethal defense. In a class, you actually dispense water-based practice spray units. Plus, you will learn all the facets of non-lethal defense options. So go to capegunworks.com and click on classes to sign up today. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. We've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. 
The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. Uh, we're going to get right back to your questions here. Um, Jesse wants to know, will the ban on certain weapons be lifted? And if I had a crystal ball, I'd be able to answer that. But I do believe the, the pathway forward for those bans being lifted is there. So I believe that um, the fact that the Supreme Court granted cert to the uh, Maryland assault weapons ban case and then vacated the lower court's decision and said you must go through the uh, the strict scrutiny of uh, text history and um, uh, what is it text history and what's the other criteria uh, it's um it'll come to me in a second I should know this I've read it about four thousand times. But uh, tradition, excuse me, that's what it is. Text, history, and tradition. Um, So those are the three criteria that they have to scrutinize all these laws through. So I do believe that it will pave the way to um, all unconstitutional gun bans being lifted. Because how can you say that you're following Heller and McDonald and allowing people to purchase guns that are common and ordinary of common and ordinary use. If you look at text history and tradition, there's no bans of entire classes of guns or particular types of guns uh, in text tradition or history. In fact, just the opposite is true where it's the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Right? So the, if you take shall not be infringed, how can you then make this jump of logic and say, oh, but we can still ban AR-15s? No, you can't. Well, but they're weapons of war. Well, so was the musket in 1776. The, the long rifle was a weapon of war. There were cannons and Gatling guns and, you know, pistols and bayonets and everything else. And, you know, the, the government was saying that you can't infringe upon those. And, I mean, from the earliest time as a gun owner, I used to, it used to really make my skin crawl when I would think about this. Just the text of the Constitution alone, or the Bill of Rights alone. Read Article 2 of the Bill of Rights. And in that text, it's pretty dang clear and obvious. A, you know, first grader could read that and say, 
Oh, yeah. So what does infringed mean? That means you can't make any law that would make that hard or impossible. Oh, okay. So, you know, you could explain it to a elementary school person. But yet here I was living in the 94 assault weapons ban and going, what the heck? How come no one's challenging this? And, you know, I'm just a dumb carpenter, but I was like, where are all the gun guys that have like billions of dollars that could do some big lawsuit and say, you're violating my civil rights and hopefully work it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Now, maybe the court wasn't favorable. And, you know, there's a lot of postulating out there, if that's a word. Uh, I might be making one up, which I'm pretty good at. Uh, There was a lot of opining about why the Supreme Court failed to hear the 10 gun bills that were on its desk, not in this past session, but the one before it. They And the Massachusetts one uh, literally uh, made it all the way there, and we were all waiting with bated breath. But the postulation... <laughs> Now I might be really making up. I know postulate's a word, but I might have just made it up the the act of postulating. Uh, <laughs> I'm obviously no grammar English teacher. Uh, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is there was a lot of talk and discussion around they didn't have the votes to get this gun bill um, or these gun bills passed or they didn't know because Roberts had become such an outlier. And because Roberts was an outlier, they said, let's wait. And this is all just, you know, rhetoric. I don't know if any of it's true, but it's a cool working theory in my mind. (laughs) And because everybody was like, what? We just got Kavanaugh and we got, you know, um, Gorsuch put on the bench. And if they're not going to hear it, well, you got to remember there was, this is before Amy Coney Barrett was uh, confirmed. So um, they didn't know if Roberts would vote favorably or not. So they, uh, you know, again, it's a working theory. And so as soon as Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed, guess what the next session of the Supreme Court did? They took a gun case and it was a doozy. And they've remanded it down to the, uh, all the other cases down to the lower court. So this is going to have the ripple effect for decades going forward, if if you ask me. So there you have it. Um, and uh, looking for a good red dot under two hundred bucks. Any suggestions? Oh, that's a great question, Smeggy. Um, there's a bunch from. Uh, I believe that, and I don't know this to be true, but it looks like the SIG optics and the Holosuns are made in the same factory, if you ask me. But I don't know that to be true. Don't take that to the bank. But both of them are very good optics. We've sold a lot of the uh, SIG Romeo 5s and the SIG MSRs, and those are like around 150 bucks. Um, I like them for the, for the price, but I still am more of a Vortex guy just because of the un, unconditional... Uh, warranty that they have. So I know uh, there's a few of them that are under, like the Strike Eagle is their optic that we sell a ton of. And uh, the Strike Fire is their like budget-friendly um, red dot site. It's also a red or a green dot. Um, but I believe they come with a cantilever mount for like about 189 bucks. And 
the reason I love Vortex so much is they're, you know, not to say that SIG doesn't have a lifetime warranty and same with Holosun, they do, but there's nothing like uh, Vortex's uh, warranty. I mean, it's like instant. They have it down with science. And so if something goes wrong, you you send it in, you get a new one or they fix it. It just happens that quick. It's It's really, really well done. And I have got optics replaced by SIG and Holosun as well. So I'm not poo-pooing their lifetime warranty, but I think they have a little bit of catch-up to play um, to, to Vortex. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy they're a sponsor of the show, and I'm not just plugging them because they are, but it's also a product I do believe in. And as I turn around here, one of my guns has the SIG... Uh, Strike Eagle, which I have a box sitting right there. Uh, and on my AR-10, I have the Vortex HD Razor 1-10, to which is awesome. But that is definitely not under 200 bucks. <laughs> so uh, check those out. Smeggy, I, I like those, both, all three of those. Um, mass shooters are terrorists and should be treated as such, terminated with extreme prejudice. I can't agree with you more, Davey. I do agree that they're terrorists and uh, they should be given the death penalty. Um, and w- there's there's also a very important article. I didn't get a chance to read it, but it's on my short list on, I believe it's on Ammo Land, um, about stop making killers famous. Like, I think that's exactly what we need to stop doing. Stop glorifying with news and wall-to-wall coverage and showing the guy's face and putting his name out there because this uh, this really attracts the sycophantic uh, psychopath who wants to be famous. And I believe it was that guy who shot that news reporter live on the air and he said, in a moment, everyone in the world is going to know my name. Like that was more important to him, that second of fame. And the, that just goes to show the level of, you know, yeah, psychosis or evil that's in their hearts. And who wants to be known as infamous? You know, I want to be known as someone who's done some good in the world, not not for someone, you know, someone who's taken care of his family and provided for his kids and, you know, been a protector of the weak and the, you know, those who aren't strong and, and not, you know, I guess it just goes to show um, these people aren't wired the same way as you and I, but we give them exactly what they want when we glor- glorify them and we, you know, put them put their name out there on the cover of the newspaper and tell the world who they are and what their reasons are and you know all this stuff. And I'm a little guilty of this. I just talked about you know what the guy was involved in and all that. So you know, but I would definitely say that we should really lead the way on not glorifying them. And the same thing is true with people who commit suicide. Like that isn't glorified in print or like you don't lead off the evening news with so-and-so committed suicide. That has become taboo. It's an, I don't know if it's a written rule or an unwritten rule. In some states, it's probably illegal. But the bottom line is you don't do that because you don't want the tipping point to happen of people who will copycat as a result because there are people who do that and read Malcolm Gladwell's book the tipping point if you want to understand uh, 
how how a chain reaction of things can happen and it's a thing all right so it it is a thing and i would really like to see the news media start to treat mass killings and these acts of evil like they do suicides and just not mention them you have to dig on page e7 to figure to find the two paragraph blurb without the name or mention or picture of the shooter. That would be a good start, if you ask me. But that's not going to happen. We're going to have wall-to-wall cable news coverage and panels of experts opining about why we need to do away with guns. And there you go. Fake news. Um, All right. Illinois Supreme Court refuses to rule on the firearms ID, ID... uh, constitutionality for the second time they've punted. So that issue remains in limbo. We'll see what happens with that. Um, that'll probably, they'll probably get a good stiff letter from the U.S. Supreme Court, hopefully. Um, and Hustle says, I saw a story where people believe you can just walk in and buy fully automatic guns, showing the lack of information known by the public it's talking points from the news and politicians. Yeah, there's a lot of really good man-on-the-street interviews when people go to the, you know, the walk across the street to the people who are outside of the NRA convention with their picket signs, and they're like, hey, you know, how hard is it to buy a gun? Oh, it's easier to buy a, a gun than an apple, or it's easier to buy a gun than rent a library book. And it's like, oh, really? And uh, then you'll see the signs that say, if only guns were treated, uh, you know, guns have more rights than women. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, explain that logic to me, because I would like to know how you have less rights as a woman than guns. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm here and willing to listen if you can explain it to me in an intelligent and logical way. Uh, so, yeah, there's all kinds of craziness out there um don't forget you can take a private lesson here at cape gunworks get one-on-one instruction tailored to you we have lessons for pistol rifle and shotgun or test out different guns book one now at capegunworks.com forward slash privates more after this this is rapid fire If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. May your tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex.
Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your 2A talk radio show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. Don't forget to call or text the show, 508-444-2120, any time of the day or night. Or when we're recording live, you can call 508-444-2120. If we don't get to your question this week, don't lose heart. Just listen next week and we will try our best to get on it. Uh, And Smeggy, getting back to your earlier question about Red Dot site, I'm going to drop a link into the chat box for you. The Vortex Crossfire is probably the most economical um, of the Vortex offering out there, and it's it's a great scope for the money. Excuse me, Red Dot for the money. It's 150 bucks, and uh, so yeah, hopefully you'll be able to check that one out and uh, see see if that fits the bill. There's also the Vortex Spark AR, which is very popular. It's a uh, $199 site, um, but very, very good. They're both pretty much our best sellers. Uh, So I'll drop that. um, And you can just type in Vortex Optics to the chat, I mean, to the search box. But um, I like the Vortex Spark AR and the Crossfire. The Crossfire is exclusive to certain gun stores like ours, Woohoo! Yeah, that's kind of cool. I think. Oh my! Um, hustle. Oh yeah, we got to that. And Vineyard says weapons of war. An AR-15 is internally different from an M4 enough to satisfy the BATFE. Yes, I I do agree with that. And um, I think I was on. Uh, I forget what pod. I think it was G Web's podcast. Was it? I think it was Every Second Matters or one of the other ones we jumped in on. But I think it was maybe even Smeggy that had the good point. Oh, no, I I think it was one of the other guys uh, that had a great point that, yeah, the weapon of war argument. Oh, so you want to ban pump 12-gauge shotguns? Because they're a weapon of war. They use them. They use use pump 12-gauge shotguns in hostile territories where the door kickers go in. It's a breaching tool and and nobody really goes on the, on the evening news and says, Hey, I want to ban pump action, 12 gauge shotguns, the Mossberg 590 a one, which is exactly to the one, the same as the one that they deploy to war or the heaven forbid the Benelli M four, which the Marines use as a semi-automatic 12-gauge shotgun, um, these are weapons of war. It's like, it's just a buzzword. It's a, And I like what FPC says, so what? You know, buzz off. Although they don't use buzz off. I'll let your imagination run wild. I like their phrase, they've been running a campaign. This is Firearms Policy Coalition. They say, uh, shut up or stack up. And I'm, I'm making this G-rated. But... Basically, stack up. If you're going to try to disarm America, you should be the one in the stack on the entry team about to kick the doors in of law-abiding Americans. Yeah, okay, that brings it into focus, right? Why don't you join the team and uh, get in the stack and start to kick doors in on law-abiding, responsible Americans in America? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think there's too many people signing up for that job. Um, we also have summer youth rifle class it's back on six consecutive saturdays 8 a.m to 10 a.m kids will learn the 
to shoot from the multiple positions and learn how to clean and maintain their rifle. Give your kids or grandkids the knowledge they need to shoot safely and the wonderful discipline for a lifelong of fun around the gun. Sign up at capegunworks.com. Click on the class calendar. And we will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. Made in America since 1949. Family owned and operated. Legendary performance. This is Hornady. If you're looking for legal protection, text CGWMA to 281-603-0066. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 for a special offer from U.S. Law Shield on self-defense insurance. Text CGWMA to 281-603-0066 to get a special offer from U.S. Law Shield today. SnapSafe, featuring a pry-resistant 316-inch solid steel door, 2300-degree Fahrenheit one-hour fire shield protection, and a lifetime warranty. SnapSafe, a modular safe with welded safe security. Welcome back. This is Rapid Fire, your 2A Talk radio show. Don't forget, you can call or text the show, 508-444-2120. Rapid Fire line is open anytime, so make sure you include your first name, location, and your question to 508-444-2120. If we don't answer, we'll get to you next time. Uh, But we are doing our best to get through all the questions. And real quick, I wanted to comment on a story. I didn't get to talk about this last week, um, about the the firm that represented the New York Pistol and Rifle Club um, in uh, in their case with the Supreme Court, you know, fresh off their victory, they uh, the two attorneys that litigated it, Paul Clement and Aaron Murphy, uh, they told them, "All right, guys, good job, and unless you do away with any more gun clients, there's the door." So they basically fired them for probably one of the biggest wins of the that law firm's history. Can you imagine getting fired for winning a case by your law firm? It's like, you know, I've heard of getting fired for not doing a good job. Think they'll sue? No, I don't think they'll sue. I think they're going to they've already opened up their own private practice and they're going to have a huge clientele. The gun industry is now at their, you know, I'm sure they're going to just go right to them. Like, why wouldn't you? They've already proven they can litigate a case to the Supreme Court and win. Like, why would you not hire them? I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. And the people who fired them, the, the uh, I forget the name of the law firm, uh, but anyway, they they basically were giving in to the woke crowd of their other clients. Their other clients were like, how could you? How could you try to defend our civil rights at the Supreme Court? If you don't drop them, I'm dropping you. And maybe the money flowing in from some of their bigger clients was 
you know, more important to them than the Constitution or to get a win at the Supreme Court level. And they basically said, okay, we'll we'll chalk this one up as a notch in our belt, but no more. We can't have any more of that. We're going to go back to, you know, doing contract law or something ah! else. I don't know. But anyway, um, so... Uh, rather than abandon their clients, I'm reading from Bearing Arms right now, rather than abandon their clients in the midst of ongoing representation, Clement and Murphy continue to stand by their principles and defend their clients' fundamental constitutional rights. They wrote in the Wall Street Journal, the American legal profession's willingness to take on and stand by controversial clients has made our system of justice the envy of the world. The profession shouldn't back down from its willingness to tackle the most divisive issues, and we certainly won't. The NSSF is proud to be represented by such accomplished and skilled appellate lawyers who clearly demonstrate the depth of character so badly needed in today's legal system, said Lawrence G. Keene, NSSF's senior vice president and general counsel. Both Clement and Murphy demonstrated bold and decisive resolve to stand with their clients instead of abandoning them at the behest of their previous firm. They have a sterling professional legal reputation that is solidly matched with the fidelity of their clients. NSSF and our our industry co-plaintiffs are in the very capable hands of the nation's premier appellate law firm of Clement and Murphy PLLC. How about that? Like fresh off that victory, you are already like the leading law firm in the country for what it is you do. That is very rare to have that type of standing when you open a business that you are the leader in that business the day one you hang the shingle. It kind of was like Cape Gunworks, I will I will admit. <laughs> right? What's really oh funny my. that's really funny because if you went to the Wayback Machine and saw the archive of the Cape Gunworks Instagram that got deleted, before we opened our doors, I posted a picture of uh Bass Pro Shops and I was like just checking out the soon-to-be small competition, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I think big, what can I say? And so, um, but that's pretty funny how, like, even though the reality of that might have been only in my mind, it's the way I feel, right? I do feel we're the best at what we do. And now I don't say that arrogantly. I don't say that, like, there's no room for improvement. I believe there's tons of room for improvement. And that's what drives us every day is to that pursuit of being the best. But if I didn't think I was the best, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Like it's not an ego thing either. It's not like I got to be the best. It's not even, it has nothing to do with biggest. That's for dang sure. But I want to give the customer the best possible experience that they could have in this industry and if I can't do that, somebody else is going to do it. And do I fail from time to time? Absolutely. But I could not live with myself if I settled for a mediocrity. Like, that's not what we're about. It's like, I want to I be the best. And so if, you know, that's a fault, well, then I'm guilty as charged. But... <laughs> But that's the way I feel. So uh, let's let's do it, man. All right, let's get back to some of your questions. Um, 
And uh, Smeggy says he refuses to say their names or even talk about the event. And yeah, unfortunately, I don't think, I think we can do that on a personal level, but um, the, it's going to be talked about. So I do try to be a voice of reason. And that was one of the big topics on the Grace Curley show the other day. Uh, she likes to get out ahead of things because she knows she's going to get um, inundated with questions. And she even said, um, like, oh, you know, on days like today, I I hesitate whether it's a day we should be talking about guns. But then she goes, no, actually, on days like today is all the more reason we need to be talking about guns and having Toby Leary on the show to talk about uh, the reality of the situation. And so we do that and try to get out ahead of it, but always to refocus our attention on the good and the the people who should not be restricted. We all know people who shouldn't have guns, right? Uh, and what can we do about that is limited. Uh, and I don't think, you know, law enforcement even is trying to do anything about that when you, well, I shouldn't say that. That was an unfair statement. Law enforcement's trying to do something about that, but the powers that be above them, the, um, maybe not in every case, but a lot of district attorneys and a lot of attorneys generals and a lot of mayors and a lot of governors are, have taken this soft on crime approach. And what they're doing is just, you know, slap on the wrist back out on the street to reoffend and recommit and um, so, you know, that's that's a problem. Uh, I would love to see that be the focus of these inner city uh, or these high crime cities like Detroit, New Orleans, St. Louis, Baltimore, Newark, Oakland, Stockton, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Memphis, Atlanta, Chicago. All these highly gun controlled areas should not should start to take the focus off of guns and start to put it on arming responsible citizens. That's the way I feel. And taking violent career criminals and violent offenders off the street and creating maximum sentences and putting them away for their maximum security, uh, maximum sentencing guidelines. How is it, why is it they... Most most of the time, except in the case of heinous, real heinous crime, do they actually ever go to the ex- full extent of the sentencing guidelines? If they could get 10 to 20 years, they usually give them 8, or they'll give them 10, or they'll give them 12. How about give them 20? Hey, you tried to assault or rape or kill or maim, and... Yes, you were a felon in possession of a firearm. You were a prohibited person in the act of trying to kill or rape or maim. How about you go away for the rest of your life? You just violated your ability to enter society ever again. I'm all in favor of that. I think the majority of people in America are. Um, There's very few people who aren't. Um, That's just... uh, what I say, but the only thing your store needs is more pick rails and accessories like that, so I won't have to use Amazon. We got a ton of stuff. Come on, man. You got to come on in and check us out. We, we keep it pretty well stocked. Uh, we actually have a whole display with every part that you could possibly need 
to accessorize or, you know, make your AR-15 awesome or any other gun awesome. All right, guys, thank you for a wonderful show. Um, I appreciate everybody chiming in and, and contributing. Uh, remember, the show ends here, but you can always tune in to past episodes at rapidfireradio.us. You can still leave a message or call the text line at 508-444-2120. Make sure you keep up the good fight, support your local community, be a good face of gun ownership in your area take someone new to the range introduce someone to uh, responsible gun ownership and together as americans we can overcome anything i'm toby leary god bless see you next time this is rapid fire